Welcome to War Stories. I'm Preston Stewart, and this is a show where we talk about America's military history through the lens of individual acts of heroism and valor. Enjoy. All right, today we've got the story of Corporal Jason Dunham, a United States Marine that was serving in Iraq in 2004. He'll be awarded the Medal of Honor for actions in April of that year. So 2004, April 2004 in Iraq is just barely a year past the invasion. Remember, we, we, we moved into Iraq late March 2003. So April of 2004 is a year after the kickoff of the invasion. Saddam has been captured. What has not yet happened, to give you a frame of reference of where this sits... We haven't yet had the Abu Ghraib incidents in the prison. Abu Musab al-Zarqawi, well, who would end up leading the organization known as Al-Qaeda in Iraq, hasn't really made his mark yet. I know he was listed as one of the reasons that we, we went in as a known Al-Qaeda operative, if you will. But he's not really made his mark known quite yet. That's coming. 2004 in Iraq was a window where there was still a lot of focus on what would be called anti-Iraq forces. There was a lot of thought that many of these insurgents were, were frustrated or put out of work, bath party um, supporters, even old military, who maybe didn't like They were comfortable with the status quo, and then the U.S. comes in and moves them out, and the Allies come in and move them out. There were certainly foreign fighters. We knew there were foreign fighters. Iraq in 2004 hadn't quite yet become the battleground for, you know, international jihad. That it would certainly in 06, 07, but that really ramped up after a battle that's, that's coming up here in a second. Corporal Jason Dunham is stationed in Western Iraq, right along the Syria border, an area that would just funnel foreign fighters in and out of Iraq throughout the duration of the conflict. The area was known as Husayba. It sits in the Euphrates River Valley, right up against the uh, Syrian border. And if you follow that valley, it's it's there's a there's roads that run right along it, but it's just a natural corridor that runs all the way from Syria into. Um, so you get Ramadi, Fallujah, right into Baghdad. So it's a it's a well populated area comparatively through this through this river valley. He's serving out there in two thousand four, and this is April fourteenth, two thousand four. Just a few days prior, the start of April is when the first battle of Fallujah kicks off. So the end of March is when there were American contractors that were killed, burned drug through the streets, and then hung, um, their bodies hung on the bridges in Fallujah, some Blackwater employees. That kicked off the first battle of Fallujah. And of course, that's one of the, the first and second battles of Fallujah are some of the largest, some of the most well-known set-piece battles, I guess, the closest we have to set-piece battles after the initial invasion of the Iraq War. So this, what happens in Husayba, there's a little bit of a 
The Marines are, are getting after it in Fallujah. So the insurgent force, as best as they are coordinated, are trying to relieve the pressure from their fellow fighters in Fallujah by launching what we might consider minor offensives um, or pestering attacks other parts of the country. One of those is going to be taking place in Husaiba uh, in the coming days, actually. So the action on 14 April is you know, maybe setting the stage, maybe getting people into place. A few days later, it would really kick off there. But on the 14th, Corporal Dunham is a fire team leader. Or I'm sorry, he's a, he's a squad leader serving with um, Kilo Company, 3rd Battalion, 7th Marines. It's part of the Regimental Combat Team 7, 1st Marine Division. His unit gets a call that there's troops in contact, specifically his battalion commanders in contact. So they start making their way to his location to reinforce. Um, sounds like it might have been an ambush, so they're going to do what they can to extract the battalion commander and, and his convoy from, from that enemy fire. As they near the site, uh, Corporal Dunham dismounts his vehicle and decides he's going to move through the streets on foot. Not crazy. Um especially with the, they had a fire team. So it would have been a handful of Marines with him that dismounted and they're really just splitting their force going to come at it from a few different directions as they're walking to the engagement area, walking's not the right way to put it. They're, they're maneuvering to the engagement area. Walking makes it sound like they're just on a stroll. They're in enemy territory at this point. As they're making their way to the engagement area, they noticed a handful of vehicles that are suspicious they stand out, something's wrong, and they're trying to exit this um, engagement area that the battalion commander was calling from. So Corporal Dunham and his men stop the vehicles and decide they're going to do a search. In this search, I'm going to come back to um, the, the, you know, the whole idea of searching these vehicles and what had to have been going through the heads, but what we're going to move, I'm going to, I'm going to get to Corporal Dunham's actions here first. Stop the vehicles, go to conduct a search, find some AK-47s, and like that, the driver is is attacking the Marines, trying to escape. Corporal Dunham tackles the man to the ground. In the process, the enemy fighter drops a live hand grenade amongst the Marine fire team. And without hesitation, Corporal Jason Dunham yells a warning to his fellow Marines, jumps on the grenade, and tries to cover the grenade to save his buddies. In turn... He bears the full brunt of that explosive blast. He's severely wounded. He's medevaced. He makes it to a hospital. And a few days later, on April 22nd, 2004, he passes away from the wounds sustained from jumping on that grenade. However, doing so saved the lives of at least two Marines that were there with him. Incredibly selfless, without hesitation, giving his life so his buddies can live. But I think focusing on that piece doesn't give the necessary credit to the rest of what he was doing that day. And it's something that gets overlooked, I think, gets overlooked, in, in especially in Iraq. This happened a lot more in Iraq than Afghanistan. But the whole concept of walking up to a suspicious car and searching it. This is 2004 early in the conflict, but there are still suicide car bombs going off left and right. There are still suicide bombers with explosive vests or belts. I mean, this guy dropped a grenade in the middle of a wrestling match. He was ready to die himself to take out a few Marines. So, you know, the, the, 
it's almost two different categories. The sacrificing your life by throwing your body on a grenade is love. It's selfless. It's awesome. And it's hard to imagine a more selfless act than that. But I want to make sure we remember how brave Dunham and his men are by walking up to these cars to search them. You know, when you go through training, you do this and, and it's just hard. You know, it takes nothing. It's, it's not like the person has to be two feet away. They can detonate their car bomb when you're 10 feet away and you don't even, there's nothing you can do. You don't have time to duck or run. Um, you could have done everything right. Dunham could have done everything right. And the guy decides to detonate and boom, that's it. Done. And this wouldn't have been the first car he searched. It probably wasn't the 10th. My guess is it was probably in the hundreds of times that he's done this, as was the case with so many soldiers and Marines in Iraq for, for a large chunk of the time we were there. And it's just, I mean, I don't want to say it's a gamble, but it's kind of a gamble, isn't it? Where it's, you can be a private, you can be a sergeant, you can be a lieutenant, be a major. They're not waiting for a certain target. They're, they're, there were plenty of these attacks where they're just trying to kill Americans. Didn't matter your rank. Didn't matter your didn't matter your ethnicity. Didn't matter your MOS. Didn't matter what day it was. And there were a lot of these going around. So we, you know, we kind of moved through that very quickly in this story because the the incredible act that Corporal Dunham took was sacrificing his life by jumping on that grenade. But I just want to keep in mind that it's incredible bravery over and over and over again walking up to vehicles that at any moment, any one of them could detonate for their, their, the reason it could detonate is because the person behind the wheel wants to kill you. But without hesitation, he went after the vehicle, check it out, expected something to be a mess, right? This wasn't, this wasn't, uh, you know, just to check the box. The reason they stopped the vehicles is because there was an engagement area and they thought there might be something, these guys might be involved with this. So they already knew this might be an enemy, which means that there's a chance there's a bomb. There's a chance there's a suicide vest. There's a chance there's a grenade that the guy's going to drop on the ground, willingly giving his life, willingly killing himself so he can take out a few Americans. But Corporal Jason Dunham wouldn't have it. Fell on that grenade instead, sacrificing his life so his fellow Marines could live. And in doing so, awarded the United States Medal of Honor. The Corporal Jason Dunham Medal of Honor for actions in Iraq, April 14th, 2004. Hey, thanks for listening to War Stories. If you get a chance, it'd mean an awful lot if you could head over to Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review. It helps others to to find the show. But thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.